This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey, it's Andy, and this is your woo-woo best friend. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the show. I am really interested today to talk about imposter syndrome. We have definitely talked about this on the show before, and it's really been back in my immediate consciousness After traveling over the last couple of weeks, I was in Stockholm, Sweden, I was in London, I had an opportunity to attend kind of like fly on the wall style, a music writers and producers retreat and conference. And these people were some of the most talented songwriters, musicians and producers on the planet all gathering right outside of Stockholm, Sweden to learn, to collaborate, to create. And I was there because my husband was a part of the retreat. And I was like, hey, can I tag along to Sweden with you? And I had an opportunity to go to some of the workshops. And one of the things I noticed is even when you are at the absolute top of your game, when you are completely well-respected in your industry, no matter who you are, for the most part, I think this is for most people, there is some feeling of imposter syndrome. I sat in on a talk with a music producer who absolutely is one of those types of people. He is at the top of his game. He's working with incredibly amazing artists. And afterwards, we were having a chat kind of off to the side. And he was like, there are days that I still can't believe that I get to do this job, that I get to stand up on a stage and talk about this job, that people continue to show up at my studio and want to pay me to do this work. And At the beginning, I was faking it till I made it. And I think sometimes we think that's what we're doing. We think we're faking it till we make it, till we do, till it's true, as Taylor Swift says. But the reality is we probably have a much higher skill set than we're even giving ourselves credit for. This particular producer was talking about faking it till he made it, but he had been working in a studio and absorbing, really osmosising all of this amazing talent that was coming through that studio, learning, paying attention, staying late, coming in early. And when he was given an opportunity to really start taking the lead on projects, he probably had a much higher skill set than he was giving himself credit for. And I think that's often what we do. We have this perception that we are not as competent as we actually are. Imposter syndrome which is also sometimes called imposter phenomenon or imposterism is considered to be a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, their talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. I think about when I put out my first book and I very much had that imposterism, that fear of being exposed. I was not a writer in my mind. I had not been a writer up until that point. I was writing a blog. I don't know that it was even very good at that particular point in time. And that's how I initially got that first book deal. The publisher was interested in what I had to say on that blog. And I needed a lot of help to really get that book to a place that it was ready to go and would be something that was of value and was honestly even a little bit good. And when I look back on it now, I'm like, okay, 
Was it my best work ever? No, but I put myself out there. And that book enabled me to get the next book deal. And now I have my third book coming out really soon and just a little bit over a month from now, which I am going to tell you a little bit about the book at the end of this episode, by the way, because I want you guys to know about it. And I hope that you're interested in it. And I think it's really relevant to the times we're living in. So here's some of the things that I have found really help me personally with moving through this internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And here's the thing. Logically, I can sit here and tell you I am not a fraud. I've worked my ass off to create the things that I create to do the work that I do. I even on that first book, I spent so much time studying and practicing, practicing writing as I was writing a book, I would get up in the morning and write for the sake of writing to get into a place where I felt like I could be in flow and in rhythm. And that allowed me to increase my productivity to improve my writing skill to storytell a little bit better. So I know I'm not a fraud, logically. But it is really challenging when you're in the moment and you're considering sharing your art, your creativity, your soul, yourself with the world. So here's some of the things that are helping me. And I talked a little bit about this idea of banning the apology for who you are from your vocabulary in last week's episode or the week before, I think. Yeah, two weeks ago. And so... In that episode, I talked about stopping the apologies for what you look like, for who you are on the external, on the surface, because that stuff really, really messes with our minds. And we start to think about, okay, I'm only valuable for what I present on the outside. And so we need to stop apologizing for that. The other things that we really need to stop apologizing for, and this can help so much with the imposter syndrome, is the things you are doing to invest in yourself. So stop apologizing for investing in yourself, for having wildly ambitious goals, financial goals too. When we get comfortable talking about our financial goals and the things we want to achieve, it becomes a little bit more okay to be known as someone who has expertise. And in our minds, we start to Re, we start to kind of recondition what we believe to be true about about ourselves because we start to think about ourselves as an expert who is doing the thing that we're doing in order to achieve specific goals, including financial goals. We also should stop apologizing for how we're changing when we outgrow people or when we outgrow places. That stuff can really affect how we feel about ourselves from an imposter syndrome perspective. When we see that we are changing and we notice that perhaps the people and the places that we've spent a lot of time with up until this point don't really get us anymore, it lets that feeling of being a fraud seep in a little bit because we're like, hey, they know that I'm not really this thing that I'm becoming or haven't been this thing that I'm becoming up until now. And so maybe I'm not actually this thing that I'm becoming. So that's helped me a lot. I've changed so much in my life and so have you. When we allow ourselves to embrace the change, the transformation, we will inevitably outgrow people and places. And it doesn't mean we still, 
we don't still love those people or we don't still love those places and they don't still have something that we connect to in our hearts. It just means we don't necessarily still hang out with those people or in those places. And we hope that they'll celebrate the transformation that we are having. But if they don't, it's okay. Something else that's been really helpful for me, I don't apologize anymore when I need to rest or when I need to have unproductive time. I am very much a recovering perfectionist, recovering people pleaser, recovering workaholic. When I really love something that I'm up to, I can go even deeper on the perfectionism and the workaholicism and the people pleasingness because I love it. But that doesn't mean that I don't still need to have the time for rest and to give myself a lot of space for that. So sometimes in my mind, previously, I've felt like, well, if I'm not working all the time, if I'm not really doing this thing at the highest level at all moments, then I must be a fraud. I must not be legit. But that's not true. We all need rest. We all need time to really settle our minds, our bodies, just be. So giving yourself that space, no apologizing for needing to do that for yourself. Another thing that's been really helpful for me, stop apologizing for being messy. Stop apologizing for being soft. Stop apologizing for being assertive. If you're messy, if you're creative and things are kind of all over the place, just let it be. We don't all have to have that perfect desk, that perfect office space, the tidied up bedroom, the 5 a.m. wake up time. Life doesn't always necessarily look like that. And it doesn't mean that you are a fraud if you're not showing up that way. On the days where you need to just be and you need to feel the softness of self, that's great too. Let yourself be that way. And on the days that you need to show up and be bold and be ambitious, go for that too. It's all good. It's all a part of the process. Stop apologizing for asking for help when you need it. When I was writing that very first book, if I had not asked for a lot of help, that book would not have turned out as good as it did because I was new to the process of writing something of that magnitude. And I was so grateful that I had an editor that was really willing to walk side by side with me through that process. That happened again when I wrote my second book, Wonderful. That's happened many times over in other parts of my journey, whether that's been starting this podcast, launching my blog when I did 10 years ago. Asking for help does not mean that you are a fraud or that you don't have skills or talents or that you're not supposed to be doing this thing. It just means that there's parts of it that you're still learning. Stop apologizing for sharing your voice. What matters to you is important. What you have to say is important. And what you have to say today may change over time because you're changing over time. You're evolving. So as we share our voice, we begin to become more comfortable and truly claiming who we are, what we are here to be known for, what our legacy is. And that's all really important and working through imposter syndrome too. An exercise that I find to be helpful is to sit down and think about all of the things that you have accomplished in your life up until this point, and then look back 
and ask yourself, when you were 15, would you have believed that what you had accomplished by the age of 20 or 22 could have even been possible? And the answer is probably not. And then when you were 22, could you even imagine that all of the things that you accomplished over the next couple of years at age 25 could have even been possible? Probably not. And so on and so on. And then there's going to be years where you're like, hey, I don't know what I was up to in that particular part of my path. But every part of your path has led you to the place where you are now, to the awareness you're having today, so that you can ultimately become the very best version of yourself. And that version of yourself is going to continue to evolve. One of the things that I've noticed about myself lately is the willingness to allow for things that were absolutely mission critical in how I showed up, how I presented as the best version of myself to allow those things to really change. So here's an example All through 2020 and 2021, and really most of 2022, I had a very intense meditation practice. I was up on my meditation cushion by 7 a.m. every morning. I did not skip it. I went entire years without missing a day of meditation. There was a moment, I don't know, sometime mid-2022, where that stopped. And then all of a sudden, it was like, okay, I'm meditating at least at some point throughout the day but it's not the same as it had been. And if you've been around this show for a while, if you've been in my courses and workshops, you know that kundalini meditation is the type of meditation that I really love. And it's not that I don't believe that that practice is still incredibly powerful because I absolutely do. And yet something shifted in me. And rather than sitting in that practice with those specific meditations, I really just needed to do something different. And I needed to listen to my body and figure out what that is. So right now, for me, instead of that style of meditation, I'm doing other things. And here's a couple of examples of the other things that I'm doing. I'm lighting candles and watching the dance of the flame, sipping on warm tea and having dessert while enjoying the candle. When I was in Sweden, there's this practice called fika. It's basically going out for a coffee and a pastry in a lowly lit room with candles. And as I was participating in this practice in Sweden, I was like, that's exactly what I'm doing at home. And that is so meditative for me. That feels like exactly what I need to reset. And it is quite different than sitting on my meditation cushion with kundalini mantras and doing specific breathwork practices. But it is really what I've needed right now. That feeling makes a big difference in how I'm showing up. Writing letters to myself and writing letters to people that I love, that's become a form of meditation. Going outside and being a part of the world around me. One of the things I was doing in Stockholm and in London was doing these really long walks all around the city each day. And I'm talking like, you know, like 20,000 steps, I think something like that, like many, 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 many miles, just getting out, putting on my headphones, listening to really great music, deciding on what sort of playlist vibes I wanted, and then walking and exploring. Doing this solo is so good for me. If you've ever spent time in New York City, this is such a good practice in New York City, just getting out and people watching and hearing the sounds and listening to music and being on your feet, moving through a place with incredibly magnetic energy. I find that to be really, 
really meditative. Also being in a big city, sitting in a window, just opening up a window in a big city and listening to the sounds of the streets. Or if you're in some sort of place where there's no city sounds, doing the exact same thing, but listening to nature sounds, the birds, the wind, the movement of the trees, so, so magical. Walking barefoot in the grass, always incredibly meditative. Dancing in the kitchen while cooking dinner at night. That is one I have talked about forever and ever. That is so meditative for me. It really helps me to get into my body, get recentered. Repeating mantras that help bring me back to myself. That's a little bit Kundalini meditation ish. But in this particular case, I'm repeating mantras that are helping to move me into a new level of confidence. I have a lot of things going on, a lot of ways I'm putting myself out there right now. And so rather than repeating kundalini mantras, which I absolutely still love, I'm thinking about the lucky girl style mantras, the main character energy style mantras that help me to feel really in my power and ready to take on all of the projects, all of the things that I have on the plate so that I truly can feel confident in what I'm up to. So allow yourself to look at what is it that I'm doing right now? What is my current routine looking like? And what are the things that perhaps I would like to embrace moving into the next level version of myself? This episode, by the way, is sponsored by Herbal Face Food. It's the most potent multi-correctional antiviral skincare product on the market. I have been talking about this product so much. We have an entire episode devoted to this product. Herbal Face Food was founded after Michael Zinn spent 15 years exposing his skin to the harsh conditions of tanning beds, causing extreme hyperpigmentation on his face. I, too, have a lot of hyperpigmentation or in fact I did have a lot of hyperpigmentation from sun exposure from my younger days I've always been a sun lover I had this hyperpigmentation until I found herbal face food this is the product that I used leading up to my wedding to heal my own hyperpigmentation there are no fillers no chemicals no bs on the ingredient list this is powerful potent products packed with antioxidants and phytonutrients designed to heal your skin at the cellular level from the inside out. It is really incredible. And I have a discount code for you. It's WeeWeeGirl, O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L for 20% off the Herbal Face Food Collection. And if you want to try the cream, which is the newest product, our code is WeeWeeGirlCream, O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L, cream and that's going to get you the newest product the cream at 20% off. Michael developed this product after finding that he was just shocked that modern science and the world's most advanced skincare labs didn't have a long-term solution for his hyperpigmentation. So he wanted to create something using nothing but plants to heal himself and after years of research and development this product is absolutely the jam. This is the product that does exactly what he intended for it to do. Once again, the code is WeeWeeGirl for 20% off the Herbal Face Food Collection and WeeWeeGirl Cream for the newest product, the cream. Let's get back into the episode. 
as we're thinking about this shift away from this fear of being exposed as an imposter, as a fraud, I wanted to consider the astrology of this upcoming month. I personally consider to be the month of March, really the start of the year. We're so in hibernation mode coming through December and January and February. I just don't personally really align with the calendar date of December 31st, closing out the year and January 1st being the new year. I totally get that, you know, that's what the Gregorian calendar says. But energetically, I feel like spring is the time in which we really begin again, which we have an opportunity to truly renew. On March 2nd, Mercury, the planet of communication is entering Pisces, the sign of intuition and sensitivity, such a wonderful time to tap into these feelings, our inner world. This transit is going to last until March 21st or so when the spring equinox is upon us and Mercury moves into Aries. This is a really beautiful time to connect with your spiritual side. And then as Mercury moves into Aries, the planet of communication and intellect, this is a time of action and initiative. So this month, Allow yourself time to dream, to tap deeply into your imagination, and then in the second part of the month, be thinking about becoming a bit more dynamic in how you're approaching things. So allow yourself to think and then act, take take anything that you're desiring for your future and start to put some game plans behind it. Speak your mind, be a bit more free and bold, and allow yourself to become more confident in those ideas, get okay with taking risks and pursuing goals with enthusiasm and energy. If you're interested in learning more about the astrology of this month, we have an entire report for the month of March on the blog from our resident astrologer, Fatih, and I will link that report in the show notes. What's really important right now is to trust your intuition And then take action. Let that intuition guide you into confident action. A couple of other things that I think are important about the astrology of this month. On March 7th, Saturn, the planet of structure, responsibility, and limitation is going to enter the sign of Pisces as well. And it's going to remain there until 2025. This is the planet. Saturn is the planet that represents our personal and societal boundaries and governs our sense of discipline, accountability, and authority. When Saturn is in Pisces, the energy will shift from grounded and practical to more emotional and spiritual. So it's another reminder of allowing that intuitive nature that we all have to be fully expressed. Saturn's presence in Pisces can be a time of significant growth and transformation. So ask yourself how you can honor the dreams that you have and bring your visions to life. On March 20th, the sun enters Aries. That is the day of the spring equinox. So happy astrological new year. I'll be spending the astrological new year on my way to Bali and celebrating the start of this season at our Bali retreat. I especially planned this retreat to fall during this time because it is such a potent energy. So wherever you're going to be in the world, 
Remember that this particular time of year is associated with action, with passion, with confidence. It's a powerful time to set new intentions and take first steps towards your big goal. So if you've not yet started to embrace your inner lucky girl, your inner main character energy era, now is the time. Before we go, I want to tell you a little bit about the new book. I haven't really talked about it much on the show yet, and it's coming soon. So it is time to share the new book with you. It is called Elemental Nature Inspired Rituals to Nourish Your Life. It's available on pre-order now. I will include the link for the book in the show notes. FYI, if you pre-order, so you need to order before April 18th, of 2023 of this year, if you pre-order and send us an email with your pre-order details, we have a special gift that we are going to be sending out to everyone who listens to this show, who reads our blog, who's on our newsletter list that pre-orders the book. So what is the book about and why is this conversation so relevant right now, in my opinion? Well, ancient humans had an intimate connection to nature. We lived by the sun and the moon cycles and planted and sowed according to seasonal shifts. I believe that we are at a pivotal moment in time in which beautiful rituals and simple activities that return us to the mindset of living in alignment with nature is so incredibly important. And I hope this message will resonate with anyone that feels really eager to disconnect from the fast pace of technology once in a while to get outside of our homes and reconnect to the world around us to spend time in the immense beauty that is the natural world and ultimately to feel mentally and physically better while doing so. In the book, we will explore new approaches to nourishment, intentionality in our daily routines, and doing these types of daily routines in a way that helps us to really feel alive and aligned. I'm excited to bring you accessible everyday practices for becoming your most vibrant and thriving self. Education about the five elements, so that's fire, earth, water, air, and ether, the energy that each element holds, and how to incorporate a balance of each of those elements into your daily wellness practices. The book also includes nourishing recipes and exercises adapted to our unique needs as human beings on the planet at this time, our dispositions, and the climates that we live in. The book includes lessons on reconnecting with yourself, learning what lights you up and what leaves you feeling physically, emotionally, and spiritually balanced. The intention is to create a paradigm of wellness to support your radiant well-being. And it also includes manifestation strategies because I have to include that. It's so important to me and the work that we do here and a conversation about how nature can help us become more magnetic. So if you're looking to deepen your connection with nature or broaden your spiritual practice or explore holistic health or alternative forms of wellness and natural healing, if you've read the book, The Hidden Life of Trees or Forest Bathing or The Green Witch, I think you will really love this book. If you are interested in natural living and have an appreciation for the magic of nature, 
this book is definitely for you. So I'll leave a link for you in the show notes so you can pre-order. It is incredibly helpful to me if you pre-order. It shows my publisher, which is Chronicle, which is a really big deal, you guys. Like this is one of the biggest publishers on the planet. And yes, I had some imposter syndrome when I got this deal because, hey, like, that's what we're talking about in this episode, how to overcome that feeling of being a fraud. And here I am putting myself out there and sharing this new book with you with this really incredible publisher. So if you are willing to help me out and pre-order the book, it would mean the world to me. And if you do, by the way, send me a DM and I want to just let you know how grateful I am for doing so. And also make sure you send us an email with a screenshot of the pre-order and we'll have a gift coming for you. With that, this episode is complete. Thank you for being here with me today. On Friday, by the way, we are taping an episode in downtown LA. That's going to be coming for you later this month. It's going to feature some incredible women in honor of Women's History Month. We'll have Michelle Fan, like OG YouTube beauty blogger extraordinaire. And I'm really excited that we're doing this live event. It's the first time I'm doing a taping of an actual event and a panel conversation. So stay tuned for that. If you've not yet done so, make sure you drop into the app that you are listening to this episode on and leave us a review for the show. Five stars if you believe that's what we're worthy of. I'll see you back here again next week. As always, much love. Take care. Be well. See you soon.